Welcome to another episode of Speak Your Peace Podcast. This is your host, Bourne. Appreciate y'all for taking the time out to listen. This platform is being provided by Anchor. Topic I wanted to touch on today was uh, listening to an interesting conversation with a uh, college professor by the name of Shelby Steele. If I'm not mistaken, he's... uh, professor at George Mason University. And he was exploring a bit of his history, his engagement with, you know, racism, racial segregation, and a certain degree of discrimination. And he presented the notion that in the current state that Black America is in, we're considered free. And it brings us to a point where there's no longer a crutch that can be used when dealing with racial discrimination. So the topic I wanted to touch on today was going into, and he's really proposing the question, what does a person do when they outgrow their go-to? Now, as we know, growing up, we may develop different habits it could be from our family, from our from our friends, from our environment, from what we may see on TV, from what we may watch in a movie, listen to in music, etc. But what happens when you get to a point where one has to remove the veil and deal with the reality of life itself? Now, what can be defined as a go-to? That could be, you know, a person who deals with a inflated attendance to parties and clubs. That could be someone who engages in high degree of drug abuse. That could be someone who engages in a high degree of alcohol intake. And in some cases, as the the young man or the elder rather was presenting uh, racial discrimination. And when you're put in a position where you have to confront the reality of you want you you have to be a hel- you have to be held accountable for your ways and actions as well as the thoughts that you develop that help to shape and mold one's reality and when you outgrow certain things you take a look at what made it convenient during that time was it overcoming depression was it striving to overcome a relationship that you felt as though should have worked out, but it didn't? Was it overcoming a job that you knew in your heart you was the most qualified for, but didn't quite get the position? There's no such thing as everybody getting their own way, 
nor do you have control over every circumstance that we encounter in our day-to-day affairs. So what can one do when that crutch is no longer available? And this puts you in a position where you have to tap within yourself to understand that no one is coming to save you but you. One has to put in the time, the energy, the effort, and the resources to grow and prosper if you want to deal with any type of degree of success in what is defined as American society. So oftentimes, you know, teenagers often hear, you know, when it comes time to graduate, you know, high school, okay, what are you going to do next? You know, and that's a very pivotal time in a person's life. You know, there's a study that came out back in 2017 that acknowledged the point of the highest rate of depression were between the ages of 18 to 25. Because at that time, you're dealing with transitioning from school age or school-like behavior from K, from ages from grades, rather, pardon me, K through 12, and now making that transition into the real world and taking on responsibilities such as bills, food, clothing, and shelter, as well as accountability for what you do as well as what you don't do. So what are some of the things that we can do to counteract the state of depression? First and foremost is having a plan. Taking the actual time out to study what are you good at and what are you willing to do during the time where you're not receiving some type of compensation for it. Because in those moments, that can help propel you to elevate your work ethic when the opportunity presents itself to transition that into a means of income or a means of support. Because... One thing about society, as well as my personal experience, is the fact that the victim mentality, it it works in a delusional reality. You know, when you face with a, a, a dilemma, a problem, or some type of decision that could be pivotal in one's way of life, it's very easy to scapegoat and deal with how to overcome that said obstacle by looking for other outlets. So let's say, for example, you may be in a job that is not quite what you want to do. And it's not like you don't have other means or other resources that you could delve into to change your employment, to maybe start a business, to find something else to do, and actually putting in the work ethic to go about finding something different. You'll say, well, look, once I get off, I'll go ahead and I'll drink myself into revival, or I'll party my life away in a way in which it escapes from the reality that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And as these types of behavior may be beneficial during that time, it has been proven that it doesn't sustain the test of time as we grow older. 
because you may find yourself doing the same type of behavior that you was doing in high school in your late 30s, early 40s, on top of potentially having a life partner and or children in the equation as well. So even looking at the notion of society and certain parameters that we as a people had to collectively deal with, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago, and you deal with the reality of what we're living in in these days and times, a fair and honest assessment would be one cannot cannot possibly say that it's identical with that set in time. Now, is that saying that everything is a clean slate and easy breezy? I'm not saying that at all. The reality of it is we all have obstacles that we have to overcome. There are over 300 million people that have been reported to exist in the United States presently. And this is something I was telling my son the other day. Let's just say you take half of that who are competing to become a millionaire. That's over 150 million people who are competing to be successful, to create generational wealth, to leave their nine to five, looking for a better life. People who may be coming from other countries into the country to compete and obtain a part of what is considered the land of milk and honey. Now, if you look at that, if you look at the odds in that said equation, and you think it's going to be easy, you're doing yourself a disservice and looking for outlets that really become distractions, whether we want to justify it or not, it's a distraction. And use that as a way of saying, well, this is how, this is the best way I've convinced myself that I could deal with the issue at hand. As time goes on, you are doing yourself as well as those who may be dependent upon you a disservice. So one can outgrow certain vices, but when you deal with a degree of constant growth, that's a lifelong journey. And as we go through stages of life, we have to have checkpoints where we do a self-evaluation and ask oneself, am I doing what I've been doing? And is it working? If it's not working, what am I willing to change to adapt and grow in another direction? You know, when you look at the, the formation of the letter I, you know, you have two lines that are horizontal and you have one line that's a vertical. And that's connecting the head with the body to move in uniform to be of a greater service to those around you. So I is not solely meaning self. I is dealing with being of a greater contribution to the collective. Because if if we're moving for one common cause, that shows the greatness of you and I. And when we come together for one common cause, that's the true definition of making America great again. Not suppression, not discrimination, not superiority, but a degree of freedom, justice, and equality for all those who are willing to put in the time, energy, effort, and 
adjustments to assure that we're remaining competitive in this thing called life. Because whether one wants to deal with the reality of it or not, we're all competing for what's considered success. Now, there's different levels of it, and there are different measurements to it. I think it's safe to say that everyone would love to obtain some degree of peace, happiness, and security. And we can't do that if we keep looking for outlets to become a crutch for what we know we have the the knowledge, the power, and the responsibility to change within ourselves. And this is how that crutch becomes motivation and or that ignite, that spark to help redirect how we move as a collective so we can see the true value of what this thing called life has to offer. So I just wanted to touch on that for the day, you know, different ways of looking at how to deal with when you outgrow a certain narrative, when you outgrow certain habits, when you outgrow certain ways of dealing with things, what can you do to help reroute and get on the course that you need to be? Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and the smoke is clear and you realize that I can't blame or point the finger at anybody else when I'm holding the key to drive the car. Now, you may not have the keys to all the cars, and that's fine. One may not need all the cars, but if you have the access to that one that can help you develop other cars to drive in, there's no excuse at this point. So, again, this is Speaking Peace Podcast. This is Born. Stay tuned for the next episode. I appreciate y'all taking the time out. Stay safe, be strong, and continue to grow. Peace. Thank you.